Hello Cryptonauts, today is August 11, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about your top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright, Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, we do have a Discord channel available in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that same Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10. What are we going to do today? Top 10. Let's do top 10 cryptos and their circulating supply. This is This is different. We'll do this. Okay, top 10 coins and their circulating supply. Starting off with Bitcoin with a circulating supply of 18,458,331. In second place, we have Ethereum with 112,145,480 coins. In third place, we have XRP Ripple with 44,918,000,000 44,918,719,274 And in 4th place we have USDT Tether with Oh, did I skip? Did I skip one? <laughs> Hold on, where am I? Okay, there we go. Uh, USDT Tether with 11,887,000,000 843,385,000. Wow. And in fifth place, we have Bitcoin Cash with 18,487,421. And in sixth place, we have Chainlink with 383,9558. And in 7th place we have Cardano with 31,112,484,684 coins. And in 8th place we have Bitcoin SV, Satoshi's Vision, with 18,486,108. And in 9th place we have Litecoin with 65,220,798 and in 10th place we have Binance Coin with 147,883,948 that's that's it Cryptonauts that is your top 10 and their circulating supply with that said, your total market cap is at $354.1 billion, down 4.7%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, as a friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. And don't forget to collect your daily candies. 
All right, let's get started because we have a ton of crypto news today. So first one written by Saryuwa Malwa. A South Korean beach wants you to pay in Ethereum. What? Visitors in South Korea's Hyundai-gu beach in Busan can now pay with Ethereum at all beachside shops, according to ZDNet Korea. Last week, blockchain development firm BitBeat said it launched a crypto payment system in Hyundai-gu beach after concluding a successful pilot test. The project is aimed to help enhance the convenience, transparency, and reliability of crypto payments. We hope that the virtual currency used in the Hyundai-gu beach system will be used more widely in real life. We will try to provide a better virtual currency payment environment, said the BitBeat group. Beachgoers can now buy umbrellas, life jackets, and surfboards while also paying for water sport activities, Ethereum, and what is that? Music, music Konami, based on the Ethereum blockchain, features a feature as payment methods cannot be used in all wallets that support ERC20 tokens. All right, next news written by Adriana Hamacher. So what is the Ethereum total supply? Well, we just read that. Like the buzz of all particularly pen, what is that word? Pernicious insect, pernicious, pernicious insect. A seemingly unswattable question has dodged Ethereum over the last few days. How to easily and independently verify the monetary supply of its native coin ETH. Unlike Bitcoin, in many other cryptos, there's no limit or cap on Ethereum's cryptocurrency supply. That's true. There is a current circulating supply, but Ethereum doesn't have a cap. It just keeps pushing out. Uh, instead, its supply increases every year, and while Bitcoin has a built-in function to easily query, query its supply, Ethereum doesn't, a fact that Bitcoin maximal, maximalists have exploited with glee over the past days. The Ethereum community can't figure out what the total, what the total outstanding supply of, of the asset is, tweeted Bitcoin influencer and co-founder at Morgan Creek Digital, Anthony Pompliano, on Monday. This is a major problem and showcases why ETH is not good money. Wow, really? A simple matter of calculation. It's not. In principle, very difficult, but it's just that it's not something that the people have been particularly interested in. So the methods to do it just have been implemented in clients. Ben Edgington of TechCo, an ETH 2.0 client operator, told Decrypt, adding, the facility is there. You just need to write a bit of code. In response to a challenge put down by Bitcoin educator Pierre Rochard, several Ethereum devs did just that over the weekend. A coded script by systems engineer and blockchain enthusiast Mark Andre Dumas won the <laughs> pro-offered bounty. Hmm. So, what do we got? The tricky aspect of calculating Ethereum's supply is that unlike Bitcoin, not only do block rewards need to be added up, although for ETH there are two types, Genesis and Mine Reward, but there are also so-called Uncle Rewards to take into account. That's true. 
uh, uncle rewards are given for blocks that nearly get into the blockchain but don't quite make it and exist primarily in order to improve decentralization. They can also have children, nephews. This is getting real complicated. Uncles are issued with a delay of up to 6 blocks and can form up to 87% of the block reward, making them crucial to account for but tricky to calculate. In addition, ETH that has been erased from the network also needs to factor in the equation. This happens on rare occasions when a smart contract is set to self-destruct while sending its remaining funds to itself. Since it's ugly to calculate the ether supply by adding up block rewards, uncle rewards, and subtracting itself and subtracting self-destructs, people easily mess it up. But I in my honest what it but I M H O that's the wrong approach. In my honest opinion, that's the wrong approach. Ethereum core developer Peter Silagi told Decrypt. Let's see here. Let's scroll on down. Ah, we're good with that. Next news. Written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Woman jailed in Australia for stealing $400,000 in XRP. A 25-year-old woman in Sydney was sentenced to a maximum of two years and three months in jail today for stealing over 100,000 XRP tokens, according to Information Age. The woman, Catherine Nguyen, and an accomplice hacker uh, a ma- hacked a man's cryptocurrency account in January 2018 and changed the two-factor authentic- authentication code to her mobile phone. This allowed Nguyen to transfer the victim's XRP holdings worth over $400,000 at the time to her account. Wow. Let's see. Nguyen's case made her the first Australian citizen arrested and jailed over cryptocurrency theft in Australia. The country introduced rules for criminal instances back in 2018 with a few offenders already undergoing trial. Meanwhile, the convictions are a positive sign for the crypto industry. They show criminal usage can both be tracked and uncovered, bringing them on par with fiat currencies for regulators. Okay, next news written by Liam Frost. Ten years ago, a man lost Bitcoin that's now worth $100 million. What? On August 10, 2010, a pseudonymous Bitcoin talk forum user called Stone Man reported that he accidentally lost 8,999 Bitcoins due to a technical mistake. Today, the coins would be worth over $105 million. This is but one of the reminders that Bitcoin was far less user-friendly system back in 2010. Yes, yes, yes it was, yes it was. It was, it, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Since no seed, this, this reminds me, you know, this reminds me when I was first spoken to about Bitcoin. But it was not user-friendly, so when I'm looking at code... I, I did not understand it. I wasn't ready for it. I did not understand it. But as as GUI platforms started to come out, it started to become more user-friendly. I was able to see things a little more clearly. And once I got my hands on Satoshi's white paper, that's when the revelations began to happen. Yeah. If you haven't read Satoshi's white paper, I highly recommend you read it multiple times not just once, multiple times and truly understand what 
blockchain technology is. Um, where are we at? Scammers still crave the lost Bitcoin. The Bitcoin address that was used to transfer the chain still holds 8,999 unspent Bitcoin today, which no one can access. Not only that, but the wallet has been receiving minuscule unexplained transactions over the years with the latest one dated April 22nd this year. Why? Why do people do that? These transactions may be destined attacks, a method hackers use to potentially de-anonymize Bitcoin holders by sending small amounts of BTC called dust to different addresses malicious actors hope to track those coins. Or in this case, perhaps they are a payment out of respect for his lost coins. That makes no sense. By the way, I despise crypto dust. Any crypto dust, I despise it. Because there's no real technology out there that can uh, help you get get it out if it's just stuck in a wallet. If it's there, it's there. The only way you can get it out is if you have a certain amount of additional crypto of that particular token in that wallet at the particular time in order to withdraw it. So yeah, if you only have a few Satoshis, say a few pennies worth or whatever, it, it's costing, what is it costing right now? A few dollars, right? It's a few dollars for a Bitcoin transaction. If you don't have those few dollars Bitcoin transactions, forget it. Those Satoshis are just gonna stay stuck in that wallet until either the, uh, the Bitcoin fee price uh, goes down or you can either deposit more cryptos in there to to validate that transaction to go through go through the blockchain so i despise crypto dust next news written by scott cipollina this is a new person scott cipollina ex google hacker retrieves three hundred thousand dollars in bitcoin from crypt from encrypted file pyrofex crypt uh, corp Core CTO Michael Stay once broke open an encrypted zip file to rescue $300,000 worth of Bitcoin on behalf of an anonymous Russian investor, according to a recent speech on YouTube. The Russian investor approached him because of his previously published work on hacking encrypted zip files. If we find the password successfully, I will thank, he wrote to Stay. According to Stay, the investor purchased the Bitcoin for only $10,000 in 2016, but having placed his funds in an encrypted file and forgetting his password, it seemed like he had lost his Bitcoin forever. Stay, who worked for Google as a security engineer for six years and who has who had written over 30 passwords cracker guides for access data in the early 1990s, stepped up to the challenge. Stay, Stay realized early that the file encryption was robust. And at first, he had little information to start with. The anonymous investor was unable to recall key information and didn't immediately trust Stay. So he wasn't much help as Stay as Stay began trying to open the file. To crack the code, Stay developed a program that attempted different password combinations over time. At first, this process was set to take months. Instead, Stay recruited the help of PyroFX CEO Nash Foster to cut the task down to just a few days. The entire operation cost $7,000. Stay suggested it would have been much higher if the old encryption software at use had been updated. The anonymous investor split the rewards, giving Stay $100,000. Wow. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Jay-Z backed blockchain platform Alchemy opens its doors. 
You might have heard of Dapper Labs, Maker, Kyber Network, Zero X, and Bancor, but the platform that those teams have used to bring their blockchains projects to life hasn't gotten the same kind of attention. That could change with today's public launch of Alchemy, the blockchain development platform behind those teams' projects and many others. The startup estimate estimates that its tech is used by 70% of the top Ethereum startups out there, including approximately 60% of the assets currently locked up in decentralized finance contracts. Even games such as CryptoKitties and Gods Unchained rely on the Alchemy development platform. Alchemy was previously available only in a closed beta for teams that worked closely with the startup, but today's launch means that anyone can access the same platform and begin building the infrastructure behind their own blockchain apps. Wow. Cool. So that means I can make my own blockchain. My own crypto. Okay, next news written by... Wait, hold on. What was that about Jay-Z, though? In addition to uh, major blockchain players using exit technology, Alchemy has also... Alchemy also has significant backers. The startup raised a $50 million Series A round last year and has a deeply diverse list of investors. That includes everyone from PayPal founder Peter Thiel and investor Charles Schwab's himself to rapper Jay-Z, actor Will Smith, and Japanese soccer pro Keisuke Honda. All right. Next news written by Scott Cipollina. MicroStrategy makes major $250 million investment in Bitcoin. Hmm. Business analytics firm MicroStrategy has made a $250 million investment in Bitcoin. While endorsing the cryptocurrency as a superior asset class, the firm purchased 21,454 Bitcoin as part of a capital allocation strategy. This investment reflects our belief that Bitcoin, as the world's most widely adopted cryptocurrency, is a dependable store of value and an attractive investment asset with more long-term appreciation potential than holding cash, said MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor. The company said that Bitcoin is set to defy the next period of the world's business. Saylor articulated why Bitcoin is so appealing to MicroStrategy, listing global acceptance, brand recognition, e- ecosystem vitality, network dominance, architectural resilience, technical utility, and community ethos as persuasive evidence of its superiority as an asset class. On the news, crypto analyst Joseph Young tweeted, in 2020, we have seen Visa, MasterCard, JP Morgan, and MicroStrategy all these major multi-billion dollar companies opening up to crypto. Who will be next? Next news written by Ben Munster. I think that's a new person as well. Shill Metal Jacket. Who are the Link Marines? The fearless Link Marines are in the... Are in the... What is that? Throws? the rows of yet another great offense. Acting under the able leadership of a high-ranking general known as Chainlink God, for weeks the Marines have been locked in combat with a cryptocurrency fund, Zeus Capital. In July, it fired the first salvo by publishing a report that describes Chainlink as crypto's wire card. Said it was 
shorting the company's token to zero. Link foot soldiers organized through Telegram groups sprang into action. They scoured the metadata on Zeus's website and swiftly identified what they alleged to be foul play. Zeus Capital is secretly in cahoots with Nexo Finance, a recent Chainlink partner whom the Marines believe is planning a coup. The Marines doubled down on their offensive hounding both companies with poisonous memes and explosive comments through the tele, uh, tele, telecosm, exposing a web of alleged lies and deceit. Zeus Capital could not be reached, but Nexos Finance denied the allegations, saying this situation does not make much sense. Hmm. Winning the Crypto War Where once the Link Marines were were the downtrodden peasant guerrillas of the crypto world, they now are ready to seize the capital. They beloved, their beloved coins seemed poised to take its place among the top five cryptocurrencies by market cap. Though it has slumped during the past days, the token's price rocketed roughly from $0.40 cents to $13, some 26% during its weekend offensive alone. Its traded volume on Coinbase recently surpassed Bitcoin. Who is Chainlink God? I should disclose. I should disclose at this point that as a disgraced journalist covering the blockchain space full time for the Biology Crypt in mid to late 2019, I had I had my share of run-ins with the Link Marines. I hated them. Why did they always comment on my articles asking why I'd failed to mention Chainlink, as though theirs was the only story and everything had to feed back onto it? Why did they devote so much blood and energy to defending a private company? Were they a cult? Paid employees? Russian bots? Perhaps the General Generalismo, whom a Chainlink company spokesman referred to me, would provide an answer. The company behind Chainlink is actually called Smart Contract. Chainlink is the product. Chainlink God didn't offer many clues as to his identity. His public Twitter profile wasn't much help. He had 17,000 followers. His profile picture is an image of Pepe the Frog dressed as Santa Claus. His bio reads Chainlink Community Ambassador. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Here are some other scant details this high ranking Link Marines Corps officer offered. He is a young man, he is a comp size student somewhere in the US. He lives alone in his college dorm with his cat. Originally called Winky, renamed to Linky. He wakes up anywhere between 9 to noon each day and spends every living minute that he doesn't have to studying research, writing about, and shilling Chainlink. Wow. The Gospel of Ass Blaster. Ass Blaster was vague in his first post in 2017. He evinced an air of worthy paranoia, giving hints of high level access to it to an as yet unidentified coin. I don't think you understand, he wrote in an early post. He indicated that even giving the names of the token that would be Chainlink would literally be illegal for me to do, not to mention career ruining. Crypto is unregulated, so corporations have to make a sign iront tight contracts to the point where if I even fart and it sounds like this coin, I'll get sued. Wow. Chainlink God's rise through the ranks. CG began his own journey by doing by doing research and 
presenting it online. The other day when we spoke by mobile, he had just post- posted a half hour long read on Medium. It was a month in the making entitled A Comparative Analysis of Band Protocol and Chainlink. Gradually, Chainlink God became a powerful figure in his own right and commanded the attention of thousands of followers. His works are regarded as sem- seminal, particularly scaling Chainlink in 2020, a classic among Chainlink scholars. Well, this is a long, long article. It's a long, long article. Somebody who wrote this again? Jeez, Ben Munster. That's really long. Next news, written by Ardiana Hamach. That was like that was like a a biography on uh, on uh, on Chainlink God. Next news, written by Adriana Hamacher. Serum token shoots up one thousand percent on Binance listing. The native token of the Serum exchange was listed today on multiple crypto exchanges, including Uniswap and Binance. The biggest exchange by market cap. The price shot up from 11 cents to over $1 in seconds after the Binance listing. A rose of 1,029% according to popular crypto trading Scott Melker. Wow, imagine that. Serum is a non-custodial decentralized exchange, DEX, that will enable cross-chain trading. The platform is already functional but hasn't yet launched. It's a collaboration between FTX, a centralized derivatives trading platform, and Solana, a blockchain platform characterized by low transaction fees and ultra-fast processing speed and interoperability with other platforms, including Ethereum. This gives Serum a distinct advantage over other DEXs like Balancer and Uniswap. Cool. Next. Well, hold on. Uh, Yeah, next news. Curves CRV token distribution. Everything you need to know. Curve, the third largest DEX with nearly $2 billion in cumulative volume and the center of much of the yield farming frenzy, is gearing up to distribute its own CRV governance token this week, possibly as soon as today. And yield farmers just can't wait. Let's talk after the launch. Curve contributor marker Egorov told the Defiant. If I start answering everyone now, the launch gets delayed. Really. After Comp, Bal, and Wi-Fi prompted traders to pour hundreds of millions of dollars into lending protocols, including Curve, while the token's price skyrocketed, speculation is mounting that CRV will be the next hot DeFi token. DeFi. DeFi. DeFi token. Curve design. Curve leverages a unique AMM curve design, which mitigates slippage for trading pairs like USDC to DAI and WBTC to RAND BTC that are pegged to the same value. More on the project and its growth here. Curve collects yield by lending collateral across Compound, Aave, and DYDX, offering LPs an attractive hybrid of 0.04% trading fees plus interest. Okay, retroactive distribution. In total, 151.5 million CRV or 5% of the total supply will be claimable by LPs subject to a one-year vesting period. Only 990 addresses earned more than 10,000 CRV with one well taking the lion's share with 21% of the early CRV reward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next news. 
Written by Robert Stevens. Hacker steals Bitcoin through large-scale exploit on Tor report. Hacker this year exercised significant influence over the privacy browser Tor. According to a report by pseudonymous cybersecurity researcher, was it Nusinu? And they're using this influence to hijack cryptocurrency transactions, specifically targeting Bitcoin mixer services. The Tor browser works by balancing your traffic about several different anonymous relays. This means that it's very difficult to trace your identity when, say, a search query hits the final relay called the exit relay. Your data and the internet and pops out your search results. But the researchers found that the hackers at their peak operated 24% of their exit relays on the network or 380 by May of this year. Okay, what do we what do we look at? Come on. To fix the okay. Next news. Written by Xiaoya Shu Yao Kong. Shu Yao Kong. We chat in the great firewall of America. On August 6th, my WeChat was flooded with notifications from WeChat group feverishly discussing a hasty migration to Telegram. Half awake, I was perplexed until I realized that President Trump had just signed an executive order to ban the messaging app in the US. Well, I don't use WeChat, so I guess I don't really bother me. WeChat is the lifeline for many Chinese overseas. When I first moved to the States at the age of 17, WeChat was the first only communication tool I had with my family back home. Actually, you know what? I do have a WeChat. I do have a WeChat. I don't use it, but I do have a WeChat. I remember that um, I had two, two Chinese friends. Yeah, yeah that, uh, t- Well, two Chinese... Uh, should I call them friends? Because, I mean, I hardly knew them, but we were trying to you know stay stay in touch for crypto related reasons right and they didn't have any other ways of communication other than wechat and so that's when i downloaded wechat to uh, stay in touch with them um and that was shortly lived and that was years ago years ago anyways um where are we at WeChat was the only communication tool I had with my family back home. Much more than a chatting app, WeChat has been my only gateway to modern Chinese culture. I can read the latest hot articles, affairs, gossip, policy statements, and watch the latest viral videos to stay current. Without WeChat, overseas Chinese becomes homeless nomads, estranged, estranged from the evolution of our own culture. WeChat is way more than a chat app. Many pundits are saying that the ban will lead more people to privacy-focused encrypted chat apps such as Signal, but I think that misses a fundamental point. WeChat's beauty was never its chat function. In fact, the chat function was its least profitable feature for WeChat owners Tencent. Instead, in China, WeChat is an indispensable super app whose ecosystem ties together payments, ride-hailing, food ordering, red packet gifting, ticket purchasing, and many programs such as online dating, meditation, and shopping. When I want to buy my mother flowers for Mother's Day in China, it's push button simple and instantaneous from my home here in the US. A ban on WeChat transactions, the word is poorly defined in Trump's executive order, so we're not really sure what that means. Could could be devastating not only to 
to end users but also to the small businesses that survive on WeChat platforms both in China and abroad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Make WeChat a super dApp. But crypto, especially dApps, can step in to fill the void. Crypto, by nature, is borderless and censorship resistant. It can be a perfect use case for those who want money flow that cannot be easily banned in, ex in an executive order. Mm, interesting. The road ahead. Of course, challenges also exist. The first and biggest one might be whether WeChat would ever go for this idea, or maybe it would only allow crypto solutions that are approved by it which makes one wonder how decentralized and censorship resistant this solution would be. Wow, that's a lot. Next, news. Written by Andrew, you know what? I need a sip of water. I need some water. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. U.S. Banks seeks additional regulatory guidance for crypto custody. In July, the United States Office of the Comptroller of the Custody of the Currency, OCC, an independent bureau within the U.S. Treasury, released a public letter clarifying the national banks and federal savings associations have the ability to take custody of customers' cryptocurrency assets. The response from the industry was strongly positive, suggesting that it was a move that could lead to a wider mainstream adoption of crypto and related services. However, letters submitted by various industry associations, banks, and financial services firms suggest that there is still a need for further guidance from financial regulators. The OCC put out an advance notice of proposed rulemake, rulemaking AN. PR last month regarding digital bank services and asked the industry members to send responses regarding areas of the evolving space that require particular particular focus or clarity. A total of 92 responses were submitted from across the banking and blockchain crypto industries. Okay. There's a lot of interest interesting comments amidst the wealth of extensive responses. For example, Google thinks that the OCC should regularly hold hackathons in internal pilots and innovation com competitions to drive new developments in the digital banking and currency spheres. Okay, banks still need clarity. One of the biggest takeaways of the bunch, as pointed out on Twitter by Caitlin Long, founder and CEO of Avante Bank and Trust, is that despite the OCC's guidance last month, bankers may not yet feel entirely comfortable digging into cryptocurrency services just yet. The American Bankers Association's letter suggests that there's work to be done in formalizing terminology in the crypto services space, along with additional regulatory clarification. Quote, Effective policy analysis on crypto assets is essential to maintaining banks' capacity to innovate, but it may be too inhibited by the lack of common terminology. A common Tax, taxonomy and understanding of crypto assets risk and features broadly consist of coordinated coordinated across all the relevant regulators is essential to fostering prudent innovations within a sound risk management framework the ABA's letter reads wow that was actually confusing in itself just reading that anyways next news 
written by Matthew DiSalvo. Kamala Harris VP Teams includes crypto-friendly Sacramento Kings CTO. Presidential hopeful Joe Biden has just announced his running mate will be Kamala Harris. The California senator was widely expected to be Biden's choice. But there's a juicy detail about the appointment. The Democrat will have a crypto-friendly tech wizard formerly employed by arguably the most innovative NBA team on her side. Former, former Vice President Joe Biden, who will run against President Donald Trump in November, had his running mate's team placed in advance of his announcement, according to NBC's news report. Okay, let's skip on down. What's going on? Biden has said little about cryptocurrency during his campaign, although back in 2016, a political action committee draft Biden 2016 accepted contributions in crypto. This is more than can be said for President Trump, who has been very clear about Bitcoin, saying he was not a fan of the currency last year and reportedly telling Treasury Secretary Stephen Munich, Munich to go after Bitcoin back in 2018. Hmm. Alright, next news, next news! Written by Robert Stevens. Love them or hate them, personal tokens are booming on Uniswap. Love them or hate them, personal crypto tokens are having their moment on Uniswap. Trading for Alex or Kerman, the respective tokens for, of two entrepreneurs in the early 20s, Alex Mesmej and Kerman Kohli, have boomed over the past few weeks. The two tokens were both caught up in Uniswap's record-breaking trading volume yesterday. Volumes on Uniswap broke records yesterday when trading volumes climbed $117.82 what? $117.82 million on August 9th to $193.36 million on August 10th, an increase of 64%. Those represented by personal tokens issue them to fans as a sort of loyalty scheme. Hold $100 worth of Alex and you'll get to vote on his life decision. Last month, his fan base made him run 5 kilometers each day or exchange your tokens for services such as consulting work and for these tokenized and for those tokenizing themselves it's a way to build a clique uh, raise money and bet on their own success these schemes however had their shares of detractors some who say the personal tokens are just ICOs by another name interesting the bubble appears to have since popped and trading liquidity for the price for both coins have since fallen and not all human tokens received a trading bump. Though daily trading volumes June, the token representing the former managing director of Coindesk increased from $0 to 95. What? What is it? That doesn't make sense. Who wrote, who wrote this? Robert Stevens. Yeah, you messed that up. Increased from $0 to 95.27%. That makes no sense. On August 10th, not many people are trading the coin on Uniswap. The rise is likely due to the coins being swept up in the humid DeFi storm. The DeFi craze or decentralized finance started in the late June when certain DeFi lending protocols 
started offering their customers additional incentives in the form of governance tokens. The resulting practice term yield farming caused dozens of DeFi tokens and altcoins to soar in value. Okay, next news, written by Alexander Bechrens. Lightning lags, wrapped Bitcoin booms in DeFi liquidity race. Bitcoin is moving at levels not seen in years, but the Lightning Network doesn't seem to be keeping up. The total value of Bitcoin locked on Ethereum via wrapped BTC, WBTC, has passed $230 million, while Bitcoin used in the Lightning Network struggles to break past $12 million, according to data from Skew Analytics. The growing WBTC value comes as Bitcoin continues to be channeled onto the Ethereum blockchain, even as the Lightning Network continues to be upgraded for for improved performance and user experience. The trend indicates growing excitement even among BTC holders over the changing to the financial systems realized through DeFi and the potentially massive returns that comes with them. WBTC is a centralized collaboration between several DeFi protocols including Maker, Compound, Kyber Networks, and Aave, and more. It's used to lock Bitcoins on the Ethereum blockchain in exchange for WBTC ERC20 tokens of equivalent value. WBTC uses a network of trusted third-party custodians to facilitate the cross-chain's value transfer. Okay. Notably, the Lightning Network has seen more than 260 new nodes added in the last 30 days, according to data from, from Lightning Network Statistics Aggregator 1ML. Network capacity, however, or the number of BTC and Lightning nodes available to facilitate rapid transfers has grown by less than 1% over that same time. If Bitcoin transaction fees remain elevated, more money could flow into the Lightning network as traders seek relief from high transaction costs. For the time being, however, growth of Bitcoin on Ethereum continues to leave the Lightning network in the dust. Next news written by Jose. You know what? Speaking on Lightning Network, I've I've actually looked at uh, becoming a Lightning node. Is it's, it's just too complicated for me, but it's something that I'm interested in. Hopefully, um, as time goes on, the the the, um, the way to create your own node will be a lot simpler. That's what I'm expecting. Jose Antonio Lance wrote, Bitcoin reaches all-time highs, correlations with gold as markets sink. Bitcoin or gold, the debate may become increasingly pointless as two assets are now more correlated with each other than ever before. The two correlations rate between Bitcoin and gold calculated on a monthly average has reached record-breaking 70%, surpassing the peak of Q4 2018 and Q2 2019, according to data from Skew Analytics. Such a high correlation lends credence to the Bitcoin as a store of value narrative in times of economic uncertainty, according to the firm. It's not just such a crazy idea as governments and central banks rush to print more money and desperate attempts to save their economies. Investors are seemingly fleeing fiat currencies for hard, harder assets. Just two weeks ago, President Donald Trump said the next round of coronavirus relief package may go higher than the previous series $1,200 per individual. I'd like to see it be very high because I love the people. I want to be able to get it, Trump said in an interview with KMID. It's with this kind of government spending as a backdrop that Bitcoin and gold have risen in price throughout 2020. The Let's see where we're at. 
but while gold bugs like Peter Schiff attempts to calm hold to to calm hold investors huh attempt to calm hold investors the charts are painting a different picture the relative relative strength index or RSI indicates that the precious metals is currently overbought and close to a sell-off while Bitcoin is still in the market equilibrium zone. In other words, it's possible that as gold falls, Bitcoin could rise higher, breaking the correlation and restarting the debate all over again. Alright, Cryptonauts, this is our last news. Forecast News staff wrote Beijing selects Hong Kong's great Greater Bay Area as first market to deploy DCEP. Fresh off the announcement that the retail DCEP app is undergoing the final stages of beta testing in Shenzhen, a representative of the People's Bank of China told local media in the country that the first area where the platform would be officially deployed is the Greater Bay Area. The Greater Bay Area is a regional regional am- amalgam of Hong Kong, Macau, and Shenzhen with a comp- combined GDP of $2 trillion that Beijing wants to turn into a unified economic hub. Its competing legal system, however, makes that a challenge. The lack of standardization for things such as customs and finance regulations have made the region a pro- proving grounds for blockchain and digital ledger technology. In June, China Guangfa Bank launched a blockchain-based system for seamless cross-border payments settlements, the first to use DCEP. Speaking to the Southern Daily, a newspaper that serves as a Communist Party of China mouthpiece for Guangzhou by Hexang, the president of People's Bank of China, Guangzhou branch said that the financial institutions and firm in the region that deals with the high volumes of cross-border trading Trade would be the first on the list of companies piloting piloting the platform. Considering the large-scale cross-border adoption of DCEP in the future, Guangdong might be one of the most important markets, said Shangli, a financial analyst to Southern Daily. Guangdong has a well-developed business environment, large population, and wide range of international trade, all of which will help push with the, the adoption of DCEP. DCEP in time for the Olympics? In previous announcements, the PBOC said that DCEP would be launched in time for the 2022 Olympics Games, tentatively scheduled to be held in Beijing. However, an official timetable for the launch has yet to be announced. I think they'll do it. I think they will do it. They're, they're really ambitious. They're, they're, I mean, they're on it. They're, 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 they're going to do it. That was a lot of news. I think I think that was probably the most news that I've read in a while. So, with that said, Cryptonauts, please leave some positive feedback on either the Discord app or through the Anchor app or through any platform that you're listening to this. Uh, I, I would appreciate, greatly appreciate it. You leave some positive feedback, a like, a heart, anything. I I appreciate it all. Um, with that said. Make sure you are wearing your mask. No. How does it go? <laughs> I'm already pooped. Here we go. Uh, all right, Cryptonauts. Make sure you are washing your hands, washing your feet, washing your face, washing your mouth, washing everything. Wearing your mask. 
practice social distancing and staying six feet and further apart. Okay, what else? What's next? Uh, and uh, stay quarantined if you can and only go out for essential things. Why? Because COVID-19 is real and it's out there. And people are just ending up in the hospital. There's no need for that. You can, uh, as long as you take precautions and stay proactive and, and respect people's boundaries, then, then I think you'll, I think we'll all be okay in the end. It's just, there's some people that are overdoing it and crossing, crossing the, the, the boundaries and there's no need. People are, are, are still traveling. Why? People are traveling to, 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 to like beaches and grouping up together. Thousands. You know, I, in fact, in fact, what was it about a month ago? I went to the beach. Um, but once I arrived to the front, I saw that there was hundreds of people there. I said, no way. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go into the whole bubble of people right in the front. I, I took a little beach whore and went around all those folks. And I went down about a mile down the beach where there was no one. Everybody just stayed at the main parking lot and just went right on down and stayed right there. Yeah, it's technically open air, but everybody's there anchovied all in a small little bubble. There's no need for that. There's a huge beach out there spread out some. But nobody wants to leave their vehicles. That's what that's what it was. I I took a mile I took a walk a mile down the road and that's that's where I ended up. So with that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all. On the next one. Ah, uh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, a few more seconds. Three, two, one. Adios.